2: are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM, Paranormal Podcast Network. (laughs) Welcome to my show. Remember, each week, this is the place you go to when you want to hear the latest personal, paranormal, supernatural, mysterious experiences. (laughs) Everything and anything out of the ordinary. I mean, I don't care what is going on. If there's a fly sitting on the edge of Mothman's nose, I want to hear that story. I mean, as long as it's like real, of course, uh, as long as it's something that you've heard of, something you've experienced, something that you knew happened in the family or the historical um, background of an area, I mean, just go to HeidiHollis.com or shadowfolks.com and you can always write me at Hollis at gmail.com. Uh, that's H-E-I-D-I-H-O-L-L-I-S at gmail and tell me about it. Tell me everything. I, the more details the better because it really helps to paint a picture. I get so many people that write and they're like, I am so sorry this is so long. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> keep it going. I don't care if I spend the whole show trying to dissect what it is that's going on because we're looking for patterns. This is what it's all about. I am not a know-it-all. I am not a guru. I am somebody who has been there, seen that, experienced it, freaked out, found some answers, wrote about it, got over it. And now I'm trying to help other people do the same thing because it's important. It's important that we do. I mean, I'm not promised tomorrow. You aren't promised tomorrow. Uh, so <laughs> how else are we going to uh, make sure the next generation of people who are looking into these topics gets this like added uh, knowledge base. I mean, in all honesty, how, you know, not a, a lot of people like to read anymore, you know, that thing. <laughs> uh, no, they just want to uh, learn it all within a few moments and uh, or hear it. So, you know, this is, uh, this is the way I'm rolling. This is the way I'm trying to put it out there. Uh, <laughs> and uh, again, follow me on everything from Instagram, TikTok, um, Facebook, Twitter, at one Heidi Hollis. Okay, I just put a one in front of my name and you will find me. And also, I, I'm a cartoonist. I do comics. So um, you can follow me at the Outlanders uh, comic. That is on uh, Instagram. And uh, you will also find that at the Outlanders comic.com. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> today you guys are in for a treat because uh, I have somebody that's going to be joining us who is speaking about having positive alien contact not abductions contact and their history of studying the phenomenon so many different things that connect to it in a study group called the light dot o-r-g the light dot o-r-g so check out that website and also the group on facebook to learn more about it i have had one of the members on this program before who is an author that is bonnie meyer and uh just just amazing, amazing um, contact that's been going on for over four decades. You hear me? Over four decades. And she has a new book called Hope, Messages from the Aliens During Earth's Time of Transition. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, uh, Russell Brodke, who's joining me today, he is going to be discussing His personal experiences and his studies, because I always tell you guys, anybody who wants to come on here to share about what it is they've experienced, uh, you're welcome. Mm -hmm. Just come on aboard. Okay. (laughs) Uh, So he's, he's volunteered and I'm, I'm excited for you guys to hear his story. And uh, he's somebody I've known for a bit. And, uh, you know, I also want to remind you guys to live a little, (laughs) It's from me to you. All right. So <laughs> I mean, it's just so funny. I mean, I I get um I get interesting conversations that get started with me on um the social media, and people are always surprised that I'll respond. I, I'm telling you, send me a message. You'll be surprised. I will respond. Uh more 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 than likely than not, okay? And um I get so many like messages where people feel if they didn't have the kind of experiences somebody like me has had, then somehow they are a substandard or something. And that is just not the case. We are all different here in this world, right? And we all have our own journeys. We all have our own paths. They're all unique. And uh, especially when it comes to the topic of, you know, having faith, the Jesus encounter topic is where people really are hard on themselves. Like, in order to have best faith, uh, they have to experience him. They have to. And I'm like, uh, no, you really don't. I mean, I feel I've cheated. Okay. (laughs) I've always say that. I feel I've cheated in my faith because, um, it took for him to come down and make sure I got it right. Uh Uh-huh. Um, while others, you know, have strong faith and haven't seen him like that, you know? So, it's, we're all different. We're all different. But, uh, you know, what? I want to get to an email here today that, uh, before I get to my guest today, my first in-studio guest. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. First in-studio guest, because most of these are remote, uh, Zooming and, you know, whatever to try to get these uh, conversations recorded, but first in-studio one. So, we'll see how it sounds. uh <laughs> Uh, So anyways, I want to get to this email that was sent to me that I just spotted um, the other day. It came through my other website, UFO2U. That's a number two letter U dot com. That's a group I had for over 15 years as an alien uh, paranormal discussion group. And uh, it was a lot of fun having it. And then I moved out of the area. So I just stopped doing the meetings. But uh, somebody sent me a message through there. And this is kind of cool. So this one says, hi, Heidi. How are you? (laughs) I'm doing okay. How are you? (laughs) My name is Renzo. Well, hey, Renzo. And I am from Argentina. Oh, hey there. Uh, I speak Spanish. So sorry for my English. Hey, that's all good. You know, I swear, swear to you. Um, sometimes people that write me from abroad have much better English than those sitting here doing this, this texting, uh, language to me. (laughs) Um, okay. Continuing. I have to be brief on this. Why? (laughs) My girlfriend lives with the hat man in her house. Oh, okay. I'm sorry about that. And she can see dead people always dressed in black. Hmm. This has been happening to her for many years. But lately, it's become very intense and is affecting her emotionally. Oh, you, you know, guys, it, it, I'm telling you, the phenomena out there is increasing. It is changing. I've, I've been noticing that. And uh, those who are sensitive to such things, it is intensifying across the board. Um, worldwide, here we are, Argentina. Uh, to continue, um, I am trying to find some way to somehow drive away, eliminate or distance this entity, the hat man, from her life. Mm. The experience coincides with what many anecdotes tell us. He is about two meters tall. He has a top hat and an overcoat. Mm -hmm. He just appears, walks, and looks at her, panicking her and, in a way, paralyzing her. Normally, it is in the bathroom, it's an interesting choice, which is where it comes from. I am writing to know if you could share with me, if it is within your reach, any advice or solution or method to get rid of it. I would appreciate it if you could get in touch. Well, alrighty, um, Renzo thank you for writing me from Argentina and wow, perfect English. <laughs> What'd I tell you guys? <laughs> so, um, Renzo, I'm going to send you uh, a response as well as uh, speaking here in regards to that. And, you know, I've, I've covered it quite a bit on the show, but I'm always, always, um, open to sharing how to get rid of that guy, hat man. And, um, and, but it's something I want to point out first. So your, your girlfriend, She's experienced seeing dead people as well for a while. Now, I always say that um, the pattern is that Hatman is attracted to people who are gifted. And it could be creatively, artistically, or, uh, you know, spiritually being able to see and um, see in between the lines of the world, if you will. And he tries to terrify people into shutting down emotionally Uh, looking away, not wanting to uh, know anything along these lines, you know, and to lose their gifts. And this is an an evolutionary thing, a process that mankind is capable of. We are evolving, we're changing. And um, yeah, that's just the way things go, right? I mean, even moths can adjust to reflect trees uh, that were uh, charred. And they, they've altered, like, generational changes in their coloring so they could blend in with the charred trees. I mean, these things happen. If moss can do it, why can't we? You know, we're a bit more uh, <laughs> evolved somehow. Um, but anyways, I want to tell you briefly, okay, you can indeed get rid of this thing. Have no doubt. There is an opposing force. His name is God. Jesus, okay? Um, and uh, blessing your home, Okay. Because one thing he's trying to do is wear you down. He's trying to wear you down. And this is, you see, this is happening at at odd times a day. I'm sure she's not sleeping in the bathroom, people. So uh, this is not just a nighttime type of experience. Hat man comes at all times a day. So what you need to do is to get holy water or uh, make your own with spring water, bless that water, and take that water going from room to room to the furthest corner of each room taking a cross necklace and splashing it in the sign of the cross and saying a brief prayer, something like, in Jesus' name, keep all negative things out of this home. Do each corner, open up the closet doors, do each corner, close the closet door, do the same blessing, go to the center of the room, do the same blessing. And while you're doing this blessing, keep the door to that room open. And then you step out of that room, close the door, and you do that blessing on that door. And you go to each room if you have two stories uh, i i say go to the basement first if you have a basement and then go to the top floor and then you go to the main floor and then when you're on the main floor open up the big door to the house and say a prayer you're not welcome here get out you know this is my place in jesus name we pray amen close the door seal it and everybody that lives in that home should join you in the blessing if they do not you take it upon yourself to do the parts of the home even if it's just your own room or do the whole house and uh there you have it so i hope this was helpful to you renzo i also send this an email to you and uh yeah so thank you so much for writing and remember guys go to shadowfolks.com or heidihollis.com and tell me your stories we are going to get to our first break you guys you are listening to dark becomes light with me heidi hollis on the iHeartRadio radio and coast to coast am paranormal podcast
0: network stick around i'm scott weinberger journalist and former deputy sheriff in my new podcast series cold-blooded the apollo jim murders i'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter billy Halper.
3: she's doing shame you know that they took him from
0: us experience this investigation in a truly unique way knocking on doors uncovering new evidence listen to cold-blooded the apollo jim murders on the iHeartRadio radio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts
3: are you ready to fight back against crime hi guys nancy grace here host of podcast crime stories with nancy grace i've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims for a decade i prosecuted violent felonies Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Every family has skeletons in their closet. Mine certainly does.
1: Ones that go back a hundred years and reach thousands of miles back to our hometown in Sicily. Ever since I can remember, my relatives told the story of my great-great-grandmother who was killed by the mafia. I'm Joe Piazza, and in my new podcast, I'm taking on a generational vendetta, visiting the scene of the crime, confronting mafia experts, tracking down Italian officials, and even consulting mediums to set the record straight on my great-great-grandmother's mysterious disappearance. And in between the fact-finding missions, I'll be drinking a lot of wine and eating all of the pasta. Come to Italy with me to solve this hundred-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM, Paranormal Podcast Network. (laughs) As promised, I have a fabulous guest and longtime friend, uh, Russell Brockie. He is an experiencer of UFO sightings and alien contact. He has been part of the study group called the light side and for almost 40 years and has witnessed alien communication for decades you know it's rare that I come across somebody who has been in this field so long and has read everything they could get their hands on all in hopes of opening up other people's eyes and I have to give it to my friend Russ here who has done the work and uh, so I'd like to give a warm welcome to my friend Russell Brodke. How are you doing today there, Russ? And he's my first in-studio guest. Very
4: good. Thank you. I'm loving this cold weather coming.
2: Oh, no, no, no. Not not a good thing. Uh, you know, I've known you for a really long time. And your group, the Light Side Group, you've been a part of that for more years than I, I've been alive, I feel. <laughs> but <laughs> you've had this interest going on. And, and But I always like to get to the bottom of what got a person involved and interested in such a topic as UFOs and alien contact?
4: Well, my first sighting was with my dad and brother. We had stepped out of the greenery at the family farm, and we noticed a light but no sound. And we watched it for a few minutes before Dad said, come on, boys, we got chores to do. So that hooked me. And then the bus driver uh, always turned in Uh, The program uh, Stranger Than Science, I think, was based on Frank Edwards' book. Mm. So Nice. That's how I fell in love with it.
2: That's wild. I mean, but it wasn't popular, especially when... I mean, how long were you part of the group, first off, uh, the the light side? Since
4: 1985, I'm going to say.
2: When it wasn't really popular, it wasn't out there, it wasn't a topic that... You know, like today, it's everywhere. So, I mean... Did you kind of go against the grain of your family and friends?
4: Well, that's not the case because I had family members tell me about being followed by a craft late at night, uh, followed home, and then it stopped over the family woodlot, and they looked out the window and there weren't any shadows in the woods, but it was brightly lit. And when you have two or three family members relate the same kind of incidents, Two different generations, different times. It tends to keep your interest.
2: Wow. So that's cool. So it is kind of a generational thing that you guys have all experienced something. So it wasn't like something that was doubted when you said, you know, I'm going to dig a little deeper.
4: Well, they always said, well, that's enough of that. we got other things to talk about.
2: Oh, I see. So it's just there's chores to be done.
4: (laughs) Right. They always... Were very close-lipped to someone who was not in their immediate circle.
2: Ah, I see. Well, that makes sense. I mean, it's still and back then. I mean, it's just it. It was one of those topics that uh, put you into the country bumpkin category. You know, living in trailers or something, not intelligent. You know, and so I, I guess that uh, that I don't know. It, it's it's kind of a shame how uh, people were shamed honestly, to to look into these topics. So I get it why families would keep it to themselves.
4: Well, I was younger, you know, the kid that wanted to know, so I wasn't embarrassed. I just asked questions trying to get to the truth.
2: Yeah, that's honestly, you're a pioneer of sorts. I mean, you were involved with a lot of people who are more widely known uh, in these fields uh, of ufology when so many People were just, uh, you know, out on a limb. Hello, Shirley McLean. Who is the gentleman that you're familiar with from that story?
4: Uh, well, the guy, I think he was named David in Shirley MacLaine's story. And the strange thing about that is I uh, just blurted that out at a meeting one time. And less than a month later, he was in the area.
2: Wow. <laughs> Wow. That's that's unbelievable. And he what did he share with you about his experiences? For anybody who doesn't know, Charlie McLean had gone to Peru, wasn't it? Correct. And this gentleman that was named David there, he if you've seen the movie, he's driving the pickup truck there in without touching the steering wheel. And he essentially let it be known he had ties to other things. And what was it that you learned from your connection with him?
4: Well, the connection um, kind of focused on the fact that there's a spiritual component that people aren't talking about. And part of the communication that we had, one of the members was uh, a pure channel. Um, she would meditate, surround herself in a light, and then relax, and then and. Another different voice came through that uh, many times spoke about spiritual matters and how our science will not progress until we recognize there is a spiritual component. It's not evolution. Something doesn't happen by chance. And now everyone is talking about intelligent design. So he was a little ahead of his time.
2: Ah, I see. And... So Shirley MacLaine. I mean, she took a risk as well to step forward as she did, and uh, that that film. Well, it, it was kind of like a, a mini series, wasn't it? Or was it a film uh, out on a limb? I know she did a book and then yeah. the film. I
4: read the book and watched the film both. Yeah.
2: So yeah. So and and that's that's uh, a shame that uh, also the spiritual element was kind of missed for so long. But you know, people are catching up now. Um, I've actually heard from. Uh, Uh, People like Nick Redfern, who know of government people involved in the whole UFO phenomena, have realized there's a spiritual element, and it's not always positive. And that's something that... um, It's gone through some changes. I mean, you're familiar with... You've been through this, where you've seen people and sat in these um, meetings. You've gone to conferences all over the country, and you've known and met with hundreds of people (laughs) in this field What's your interpretation of what you see, uh, what's evolved from those that were abducted to saying they're contacted? I mean, what's this this wave of change? What have you seen?
4: I believe the change is due to the awareness of a whole nother set of physics that people are bombarded with in television, advertising, movies, books. And they talk about putting spin on things. Everybody is questioning everything now because they have weaponized language. Well, kind of put it in a nutshell is everybody is trying to have you look at them as being a wise teacher while they're telling lies and degrading and defaming other people.
2: Yeah
4: and now we have to really follow what's what the good lord gave us on the inside
2: right but now i also know that uh you've sat in having your meetings hello for such a long time you've also been involved in going to meetings even like my own i had ufo to you uh it's a ufo discussion group i had in milwaukee for years and you guys would come over and here you had your group going for 40 plus years and You've seen people who have had alien abductions, who are terrified, who those same people would have uh these epiphanies of something different was going on versus being victimized what What's your interpretation of that?
4: A person that cannot accept um, kind of the strangeness, the horror, if you will, of their experience they then follow somebody else's coaching, like um, Wendell Stevens. He wrote 17 books, I believe, on contact from. And he was talking with a woman in the Bible Belt uh, who had experiences. She had notebooks full of information the aliens had given her. And her pastor told her, To burn that material, she burned all of it and would not share it. When the church gets involved, they want to maintain control.
1: Hmm.
4: And that's a whole new wicket from there on. And then the military, they want to have their control and the government. So you've got a three-legged stool and they're all sharing power
2: well it's a, it's it's wild it's a uh, it's it is complicated there's so many different uh <clears throat> angles that, that people come at in understanding what's real for themselves and I, and I try not to judge people i for myself i i saw a lot of people who did their best to try to interpret what they were seeing and you know they were absolutely terrorized and then they became uh, i don't know changed where they're like you know i i think i'm I think I was chosen. I think I'm special. I think this was a, this is a good thing that I had these things going on to me. And I'm like, hold on. You used to sleep with a shotgun under your bed, your pillow. You know, it's like, (laughs) what do you mean? You know? And, And I know you've witnessed those things as well. So that's, uh, that's another, um, perspective. I'm curious what, uh, you know,
4: well, we've, we've tried to find out what, at what point in that relationship did this change? And, Um, there seems to be maybe a period of getting acclimated to what's occurring and then recognizing their technology is so big and so strong and so powerful I can't do anything to stop it so then they accept it I'm just thinking of a Gentleman, that changed locations, moved to several different states, and it kept happening, kept happening. And at the end of this, or toward the end of his presentation, he says, <laughs> "Now I help calm the people that are being abducted."
2: Wow! So his role changed. Well, you know, we got to get to our next break. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeart Radio and Coast to Coast AM paranormal podcast network stick around we'll be right back with more russell Brockie.
0: i'm scott weinberger journalist and former deputy sheriff in my new podcast series cold-blooded the apollo jim murders i'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter billy halpert
2: she's a shame you know that they
1: took him from us
0: they were going to kill me so i kept my mouth shut and i didn't say anything all these years i didn't say anything. listen to cold-blooded the apollo jim murders on the iheart radio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts
3: are you ready to fight back against crime hi guys nancy grace here host of podcast crime stories with nancy grace i've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims
2: I am joined by Russell Brodke. He is the first, honestly, to be in studio with me recording, so it might sound a little bit different. And it's cool. I've known this guy for such a long time, and uh, it's like and their their group, they've had the Light Side group, has been absolutely, uh, like, would you call it a study group of sorts?
4: Yes. I mean, uh, we had uh, at one time... 12 members, and then that split so there were six in each group. And the advantage of having six people is one person was interested in earthquakes, so they studied all the earthquake events. Another one took sunspot activity. Another one read a lot. Um, Three of us have pretty good sized libraries. And being in the military, I liked concentrating on things that are new military technology, what's going on in the intelligence field. Um, What is the makeup of MUFOND? How many retired police officers, intelligence officers are out there taking the good, the best, most complicated cases that someone out in the field has found, and then they do the investigation, and they don't share. Mm. And uh, we would go to conferences to talk to the people and not listen to so many of the speakers. You could buy their book, but they weren't sharing their own experiences. And for many years... I didn't know a couple of the speakers had some dramatic encounters themselves, but they didn't want to discredit themselves mm. by saying, oh, yes, I had an experience. And then they were afraid of other people.
2: Pointing the finger at
4: them, and, you know, Ridiculing
2: huh? them. And, well, that's a shame. And, and it's true. A lot of people, uh, even if they didn't have... An experience before they started investigating, we'd learn later <laughs> that they did. And but they again, like you said, they didn't want to discredit themselves, you know. And and without naming names, I know that you've uh, pointed out uh, certain speakers you've met over the years that would uh, not want to be met with some of the information that you and your your group, the Light Side, uh, it had gathered over the years uh i mean if you want to give some examples of some of that it's it's mind-blowing because you you guys are the most well-read people i've known in, in these areas and you'd read a book you take notes i mean it, what would you present it to each other after you've you've uh, taken on a subject matter
4: oh yes oh yes and uh what was noted someone would see something in a television series or at movies Um, there's a lot of truth. Little seeds are planted all over. So when the feathers hit the fan, the government can say, well, we told you. We put it all out there for you. But they cleverly disguised it as entertainment. But uh, one incident at a conference, there was a speaker that said, I have interviewed over, I think he said 600 people who have had abductions and um, after his presentation I made sure I got right behind him and followed him and he went into the exhibitors hall and was looking at material and I said sir I heard you say that you have worked with 600 abductees have you ever talked with anyone who had an encounter a positive encounter without any fear? And he said, no. I said, well, you are now. And for just a second, fear went across his face, and then he spun around and walked away. (laughs) You can't have 600 cases without a single one saying something different. And what prompted me asking was, A year before I was at a conference and she said, I sent two letters to this individual. One, I explained the positive aspects that I had experienced. I didn't get a response for six months. So I sent a second letter saying I was taken in and sexually experimented with. I had a reply from this guy in three days.
2: Wow. So it fit the narrative of where he was going. That's what you're saying, huh? Right. I see. So if it <clears throat> fell outside of their hypothesis or their goal, they just wouldn't reflect it. That's um, that's interesting. But it, now, do you think like in the case of that woman, she was having two different types of beings that she was working with? Do you think that they, I mean, to have a being that was doing horrible experimentation to... Something positive and lightning, all from the no. same being? No. I mean what I'm, was that? I'm sorry.
4: I'm yeah. sorry, I didn't make it clear. She only had a positive experience. Ah. And when he did not reply to her positive experience, she thought, I'm just gonna check if he he's only interested in the sexual stuff.
2: Oh <laughs> wow. So he honed right in and got right back to her. So right. she just made that up to see. Wow. Right. Uh, That's interesting because alien abduction is, you know, the word abduction says right there. Not good. Uh, Alien contact. That's essentially what your group, the lightside dot org has experienced. And can you tell us a little bit about that? I've had Bonnie Meyer, who's part of your group as well on. uh, She's written several books and you guys have all contributed to uh, help those books, uh, uh, parts of it and inspired it and, you know, dictated and wrote and typed it up and transcribed. And it's like, uh, and her experiences have been positive. And what, what is it that uh, you guys have experienced uh, as a group or together?
4: Well, the uh, we've been very fortunate. The beings we talk with are very spiritual. And they have said things like, I would rather die than destroy somebody else's soul by saying something that would hurt their soul. Mm. Um, they said, you are a part of God. Everybody is a part of God. Everything is a part of God. It all works together. And you can stop bad things from happening by calling on God Jesus Christ and at a little um, a UFO Days celebration that uh, 30 years Bill Benson hosted it. And we had four people one year that came and shared how they stopped an abduction. Uh, one gentleman was being pulled into toward a gray with three fingers and red eyes and he knew he could do nothing and he said I remembered what they taught me as a child our Father who art are in heaven he said the instant I started praying that in my mind they released me another one was a woman whose daughter was having problems and she uh, blessed the house and lit a holy candle By a cross, a crucifix, and she lit it, and it was still burning 12 hours later in a four hour candle.
2: (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Amazing. But she was able to protect herself.
4: And, you know, and her daughter and, and the family. So, because of that spiritual element, for a long time, many ministers would classify anyone talking about UFO encounters as demonically possessed but there are good aliens and they have said mankind could annihilate themselves but you cannot destroy the planet because if you destroy the planet it's going to affect the whole universe and they've had it happen where people got technology before it was balanced by spirituality they destroyed their planet and now the rest of the cosmos had to scramble to balance that energy the loss of that energy
2: so. right. right wow it's uh it's it's amazing the the different um perspectives that are indeed out there. I think that was the the attractive part for myself with your group. I mean whether the odds we were both in the state of Wisconsin first off. And <laughs> I had positive alien contact and uh I believe we're at a conference I was I was there, uh that we might have first crossed paths or something or and I, I, I we had that's when I, I that that uh UFO. I was showing people how you could spot UFOs in the sky. You're <laughs> You were one of the groups that came out there, and and that transparent like UFO showed up, and I couldn't believe that. You you remember that seeing that in the sky?
4: Well, that was uh, I believe when we went to Kenosha.
2: Yes, yeah, Kenosha, Wisconsin, and yeah. and they asked me, oh, well, how do you look for UFOs in the sky? And they asked me to uh, take part in that and showing people. And you guys came out in a group, and we just walked outside, and it was still kind of daylight, and this craft showed up after kind of asking for it, too, and it distorted the background. It, unbelievable. Unbelievable. And it was rather low, too. Um, but, you know, it, it, it was really kind of uh, eye-opening for myself. I mean, like, your, your group name, the light side, I'm like, I didn't understand the connection, and not until... I had my Jesus encounter, (laughs) and I came to you guys because you speak as well on, uh, you know, having this understanding that this spiritual aspect and understanding that, you know, Jesus does help get rid of some of these things. Uh, Did I I, I felt comfortable approaching you guys to to talk more in depth on it, though I I got to know you soon after that, but, um, you know, we're going to get to our next break and we'll talk about that because oh my gosh I, it really changed everything and you guys were so tickled that you know I'll never forget the looks on your faces and I was like hey um, you know I saw Jesus and you know this is so different but alright you guys you are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me Heidi Hollis on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network stick around we'll be right back Paranormal Podcast Network. I have my friend Russell Brodke. He is part of the group called The thelightside.org, and you can also find them on Facebook. And we're talking about how we first met, and I was speaking at a conference I was helping to put on in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and I was having a UFO sighting uh, walkout when a UFO actually came down, and kind of like the, the effect that you see in the movie The Predator, it, it showed the, the whole craft. I mean, right below the clouds for us to see, so it was kind of wild and and then we met again and I was, I was still in college at the time and I, I didn't, um, I understood that this group was a study group of a sort. I understood that they spoke of beings being uh, uh, more on the positive side that they connected with and they also spoke of Jesus within the same breath and I was not caught up to that at that point. Okay, you know, you guys hear me talk about Jesus on this show pretty much every episode. And, but I was kind of like nuts and bolts. But I also had my, my contacts, too, that were going on with positive beings. And then I had my Jesus encounter. And I was like floored, guys. I was floored. I was like, and I kept telling everybody, Jesus is no joke. I mean, he's real. And that's why I called my book that, by the way. <laughs> and then I couldn't wait to see this group the light side group, because they were so casual and talking about it. And so you guys had a conference you were putting on and, uh, and we were at the hotel and, and, and I waited till my friends went to bed. and I went down, you guys were still chatting at your, your table. And I'm like, um, I need to talk to you guys because, um, I saw Jesus (laughs) and you guys looked at me and just got the giggles. And it's like, what? You know, but it was so welcoming. I mean, how how did you guys get to understand this connection that uh, Jesus had with your contacts uh, that were flying around on, on craft? But, you know, you spoke of it really, uh, you know, out in the open. Like, we know Jesus can stop abductions.
4: <laughs> well, there. I guess it started kind of accidentally. We didn't know. We were still learning. And... Um, Then we, in the channeling sessions, we talked about reincarnation. Uh, It's a fact. I mean, my ex-wife said, her youngest daughter said to her one day, you know, it's my birthday today. Well, how old are you today? I'm 87. Whoa. (laughs) And her mom was shocked because she was... I think less than six years old but she remembered it but there were other stories and today you see so many books about like the boy who knew too much Uh, other dramatic reincarnation is a fact Mm -hmm. it it can no longer be denied and um, we ask well why are why are we here well you volunteered in your last life to be here at this time to do a job and well that was a bombshell
2: yeah. yeah
4: but the interesting thing is the more we talked about it and just shared it very calmly this is what people have been experiencing people have in other books talked about ending an abduction it's no longer something to be ashamed of yeah. and when you speak the truth yeah. that speaks volumes
2: so true and to clarify uh, the group uh, the light side the Bonnie Meyer who's been a guest on this show if you guys want to check out episode 51 uh, she speaks of her story and how she uh, started spontaneously channeling alien beings which is something that uh, a lot of people do. It's just not something that's quite been spoken of um, out in the open. Like, like a person will be hypnotized, and uh, instead of like explaining their experience, suddenly the being is speaking through them. Like that's I've witnessed that a few times from from folks. I'm like, whoa, you know. But to have this access as as your group and Bonnie Meyer, unbelievable. And then my friend, you know, it's just it, I knew two people, two other people who are doing this too, and it's like you know, it was like an epidemic in Wisconsin. I don't know. But, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was really kind of comforting because I sure didn't know who to talk to. I'm like, I saw Jesus, you know, and how this all fits in. And, and people are like, you know, does it complicate things? I mean, you're Christian, you're talking about aliens. I'm like, no, it made things really clear. <laughs> but, um, you know, with your group, I mean, how would you, uh, explain it to somebody who, Uh, Has had whether a good or bad uh, alien encounter. How would you explain what your group offers to people?
4: examples of What prayer can do? Um, Sincerity number one Um, God knows what's in your heart and Even the people that have never heard about Jesus are being visited by Jesus I mean there's a probably close to a dozen books on um, Looking for Allah, Finding Jesus mm. is the title of one. Uh, I Am N is another title. Um, story after story where Jesus appears to an individual and instructs them. Well, that happened at the time of Christ they were called apostles. Today, they're being persecuted because people that they formerly worshipped with notice they aren't going up to church anymore or to the um, mosque or the synagogue. Mm. Uh, What's with this, you know? Demons recognize Christ. In the Bible, and people who have had an abduction stopped by calling on God or Jesus know he is real and take it or leave it
2: yeah i hear you i mean it's uh it's all connected it it just is and it's like uh i I don't see the the lines drawn anymore i mean it is just it all blends and it uh i don't know i mean it's it's been a a wild life trying to (laughs) interpret and explain it sometimes to people but um if you're in the midst of it it's it's just it just flows but uh you know how would you uh, explain the beings that you guys and your group have had contact with the most? I mean, they're, they're literally speaking through Bonnie Meyer.
4: Right. You can, you can hear the difference in octave between Eric, a man, and Mon or Lee. Mon has been down on the planet several times. She looks like you or I. Mm-hmm. Lee is a little different. Uh, She has a pupil that's vertical and yellow in color and um, doesn't have any fingernails but otherwise she can walk around just fine. An alien doesn't have to look like E.T. or The Arrival something really grotesque Mm
1: -hmm.
4: and Dr. Strange wrote about uh, Thor Vidal, I think the guy's name was, that was in the Pentagon, extraterrestrial that was in the Pentagon. Mm. Now, that right there, if there's any truth to that, all this SETI silliness, they already know where, where the intelligent life is in the universe and it's not on Earth. (laughs)
2: <laughs> right. That's just like NASA. I'm like, are you kidding me? You guys are really throwing rockets under people's backside and flinging them out into space? Come on now. You guys are doing so much more advanced things, and it's it's ridiculous. But, you know, where do you, where do you think things are going? I mean, now the government's coming forward about flying, uh, mm-hmm. you know, candies, Tic Tacs in the air. <laughs> where do you think's going on?
4: I think they recognize and probably already know how large a fleet can appear over Earth in a very short period of time. Um, Dr. Stephen Greer has said in 1957 we mastered the theory of the control of gravity. So that tells me we already have magnetic-gravity machines. Um, I look for one-line Admissions in a book or a newspaper article. This jet came in, stopped in midair, fired all of its rocketry, and then went straight up. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> they put the truth out there. I think we are close to the point where we could annihilate ourselves. I think it's going to. A showdown is coming
2: you think this is the the time uh, the time of all times huh no? well
4: the final battle the Battle of Armageddon whatever you want to call it it's a battle between good and evil spirituality and mechanics and uh, and
2: technology yeah gotcha wow well you know we are we run out of time i want to thank you so much my friend uh, russell Brodke, for coming here on the program everybody can go to the lightside.org or go and find them on facebook and uh, reach out they update their site regularly and always uh their latest information that they're they're gathering in their studies so thank you so much for coming on the show you're welcome Wow, we have come to the bottom of another fabulous program. I hope you guys enjoyed yourselves as much as I did because I am never bored talking on these subjects, and especially with a good friend and uh, you know for once talking about positive alien contact of a different sort none of the beings that that group has seen are the greys are the reptilians are you know, it's, there's a whole array of beings out there and uh, always learning always growing and uh, you guys I want to remind you to go to my website which is HeidiHollis.com or ShadowFolks.com and the Outlanders comic <laughs> and find me also on all the social media at one Heidi Hollis and say hello send me your questions send me your stories send me everything i am open this is what it's all about we are finding patterns and we are growing in our knowledge wow all right you guys you have been listening to dark becomes light with me heidi hollis on iHeartRadio radio and coast to coast am paranormal podcast network we will see you next time stay safe everybody goodbye <laughs>